Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson, or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision-making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. Welcome back to the Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Uh, today's guest is, is boy, do, do we have a lot of common interest. Not only is he a brain nerd like I am, uh, but also loves music. And he's figured out a way to actually combine the neuroscience and the behavioral psychology with music in a way that might surprise you. It'll help you unlock your highest potential, not only as a human being, uh, but at, in your workplace, with your relationships. And I've been using his technology. My team has been using his technology. So this is one of those fun episodes because we're actually using the product that Dan helped launch, essentially, and make ma- mainstream. So I want to welcome to the, the podcast, Mr. Dan Clark, who is the CEO of Brain.fm. Dan, welcome to the Driving Change podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, you guys have to understand something about Dan. He, he's, he's a pretty sharp, sharp cat. He's featured in Forbes 30 Under 30. Uh, I'm not going to give away his story of how he became the CEO of Brain.fm because I want him to share that. Uh, but he he really knows what he's talking about here in this space. And we're going to get into this. And I want you to, as a listener, I want you to kind of take take everything we're going to say with as much open-mindedness as you can because there's so much in the brain. You guys know this. We talk about it all the time. There's so much about the brain that we still don't fully grasp and understand. But some people are figuring out ways to unlock parts of the brain that maybe we didn't have access to. Uh, really even the not so distant future. And now we're starting to unlock those things. And Dan, you're one of those guys. So I'm really excited to have you on, but you know, like I told you in the pre-show, everybody on the driving change podcast starts in the same place. Nobody trusts Mm -hmm. you because they don't know you. So we have to build some trust with the audience. Take us all the way back, you know, to when you're 18 months old. No, I'm kidding. Like take us back to your origin story and tell us a little bit about, you know, who was that influential person in your life? Where'd you grow up? How did it happen? And then how'd you find your way to brain.fm? Ooh, all right. Well, this is a fun part for me because, uh, yeah, I get to relive it with you um, and feel free to jump in and dive into anything that's that uh, you're curious about. Um, yeah, so I guess um, I grew up uh, between Boston and Providence, um, and I was always interested in technology. Um, I started, I, I guess, where it all started really was um, I was a shy kid that got picked on. I came from a household, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. And I was the oldest kid. So going into fifth and sixth grade, that does not prepare you for the onslaught of, um, you know, if you're different, you get picked on and pushed down kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I had some challenging times in um, in those, in that time. And then my, my mom signed me up for martial arts. Right. And that really was a tool that unlocked this from physical movements to actually having confidence in myself for the first time. And, uh, I loved it. And uh, I actually went on to become a secondary black belt. Now, at that time, as I was going through it, I actually had a neighbor that built websites. Um, and it, this is in the 90s when websites were first starting to come around. Uh, this this guy actually made EMC's first website, right? And I thought it was like a video game, right? I used to play video games with his sons. And I was like, hey, teach me how to do that. And he's like, sure. Um, and what where the world's met was that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building a martial arts uh, school. I'm about to open on my own. And uh, I actually built their first website. 
right? They went from getting 30 leads a month to 130 leads a month. And all of a sudden, you know, it's changed the business. And every single one of his friends that also in martial arts schools, they're like, hey, let me, I need to have that too. And uh, when I was 17, I had 20 clients. Uh, when I was 19, I had like 40 clients. And um, it was this point where I had the lead generation business, right? Um, and I really love that because the heart of it was I was using technology to help activate people and to give them the tool and the life-changing tool that enabled me to be my true version of myself. And I saw that every single day. Um, and it was, it was great. I, I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, you know, financially, I was doing very well. Um, and I actually reached burnout when I was about 21. And, you know, I was like, this isn't worth all the money. Like, you know, all this stuff, I ended up getting out of the business and I started traveling the world. And that's when I really connected the next thing of, of um, well, there's a very big world out there. And um, I remember sitting on the couch with my friend and he's like, you should, you have all this money saved. You should go to California. And uh, I was sitting, I was standing in Australia two weeks later and I was like, wow, this thing is unlimited, right? Like it, it's limitless. It's what you think, right? And um, I actually came back. I spent a lot of money in Australia, came back and I was like, all right, well, I was really lucky. Let me see if I can do this again. And I started finding mom and pop businesses that were trying to help people or help um, missions. Um, one of those was an electric dog fence company, right? And uh, this dog fence company was doing like maybe $200,000, $300,000 a year. Um, and then we worked and automated the business and we were we built it to like 1.8, right? 1.8 million. And it was in probably like 18 to 24 months. And I realized, oh, hey, I'm actually quite good at this. Let me just see, you know, what I can do. And along the way, basically, I kind of started like really, you know, challenging myself, right? Really growing. And upon those challenges, I also started probably prioritizing financial success um, and, and left the mission of really helping people. You know, even, even the dog fence company was, we're helping dogs not get run over by cars, right? We have a mission, you know what I mean? And I, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of kept going in that. And then I started making apps. Um, I started working in advertising. Before long, I was actually selling advertising plans and, and you know, going around the U.S., and selling multi-million dollar, you know, integrated media services. And there became a point where I didn't really feel like I was um, really helping people. Like I felt like I was living in a shadow almost. And um, at least in the specific section of people that I was dealing with, it wasn't, it, it just wasn't about helping and making a difference in the world. It was really about making as much money as possible. Right. And you know, the money erased that. I was like, okay, this is fine. I'll just ignore this, right? And then um, I actually had a near life or death situation where I was with some clients. Um, you know, a lot of those uh, those deals are done, you know, uh, at nightclubs or, you know, after, after hour scenes, right? Um, and I had a gun pointed in my face. Mm -hmm. And I remember staring out the barrel of this gun and it's interesting. I, I didn't have my life flash before my eyes. I had this one thought and the one thought was what a waste, you know, what I could have done so much more. I was doing so well. I was helping so many people. And why, why didn't, 
why, why did I just make all this money that like, I'm going to now not use. And that was like my thought, right. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I obviously didn't die. Right. We, we, that's a whole nother podcast and a story for that whole situation. But I, I, I walked away from that. And on the plane ride home, I quit my job. I walked away from the business I built with this, this advertising company um, completely. And I said, okay, what am I going to do? And it was that conviction of like, I need to use the things that I can do with technology. I came across Brain FM, right? And I didn't start, you know, I'm, I'm not the founder of the company. I, I, I'm a, I found it, I like to say, right? And um, I remember putting it on for the first time. And I was, I was super, just super skeptical, right? I, you know, it's something you said in the beginning, right? We're like, I, this is just like going to be like any other sound app there is and blah, blah, blah. And I'll try it. And I remember putting it on and finding that magic uh, place where you feel like you can work effortlessly. We call it now flow state, right? And I found it like that like the fastest I've ever found in my life. And I used to work and be sensitive. I used to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. when I coded to be able to find that. And I could, for the first time, say, oh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, turn this on and dive into it for as long as I needed. Um, and I was, I remember taking off my headphones and going, holy crap, like this is a rocket ship and this is going to change the world forever. And I don't even care. I just need to be part of this company. Um, and I called them up. I was one of those persons that doesn't take no for an answer until I actually hear a real no. Um, and I called them up 12 times, eventually got on the call with them. And I said, listen, I don't even care. I will work for free um, until, you, until I provide value. And um, that's, that's what happened. I started working for free probably for like two or three months. I ended up working, taking a much, much, much higher, uh, lower salary than I normally would. Um, and I was just like, I felt like I was working so hard because I, I finally found like I had to overcorrect and come back to my mission. And um, it was it was really great. I mean, we, we started growing the company exponentially um, and then, you know, went to, from just being developing to doing a little bit more marketing to doing a little bit of biz ops to doing all this stuff. And then eventually took over as CEO. And then um, a few years later, actually acquired the company. And uh, from there you know, we're really just trying to make the mission true is, is how do we use music to unlock someone's true self, their best self on demand whenever they want. Um, and, and that's, you know, obviously there's a lot there, but. Um, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll unpack all, all that as we go, but let, <clears throat> let's go backwards for a second. Let me make sure I got this right. All right. So you, you get into martial arts you know, um, as a way to kind of find a little bit of that self-confidence, you become a second-degree black belt, you find web development, and you, yeah. you, can, you take a liking to coding and building websites, and you're in the early phase of that. And, you know, we, we don't condone dropping out of high school. So if my 17-year-old son is listening, um, that's not what we're saying here. Um, but so I just want to explore that for just a second. So you had already made enough money. You're like, well, what's the point? Like, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm, we work, we, we get educated and we go to, we go on to college to get a job to make money. Well, I'm, I'm making plenty of money. So why don't I just kind of do, do, do that and keep pushing down that path. And that was probably, did your parents have any issue with that at the time? Like, what was that? What that look like? <laughs> oh yeah. So, so I, it, it's interesting. So I was very into like efficiency as well as like, if everyone's standing in line, what is the back door I could sneak into? 
So um, at that time, I dropped out of high school and I enrolled into college as a, hey, I'm still going to school, mom and dad, right? And that placated them a little bit because, you know, instead of going to school for eight hours a day, I was going to school for maybe an hour. And then they caught on to that and realized that like, okay, what's going on? And both of my parents, you know, they're, they're working class. My mom did daycare her entire life. Um, and my dad uh, is a UPS driver, right? So they're very hardworking people in this mindset of um, you have to work for someone that gives you health care. You have to work for someone that provides. And you're just, you know, at the time I was making more money than both of them combined. And they were still. Um, did they know that? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They, 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 well, at first they thought I was doing something illegal. Right. right and then I was like, and I was like, no, I'm, this is the service. This is all the things. And they understood it, but they, they thought it was temporary. You know, they thought it was something that wasn't right. going to last. And I was like, no, I, this is the thing. Like this is, this is, and it, you know, this is when, um, uh, you got mail was around, right? Like they, they were still, they're like, no, I'm not sure, you know? Um, but, but as, as they trusted me, I guess, and, and, and gave me the opportunity to do the things that I wanted, um, as I started having more and more success, they started seeing, okay, well, this is, this is something we're going to have to let him do, or we're going to fight him kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, nowadays they look and they go, okay, I think we made the right decision, right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's good advice for, I think, a lot of parents out there too, right? All, we, every, everybody's wired a little differently. And we know that now with a lot more of the research. And we talk about this all the time. We've been so conditioned inside the box of our educational system and our culture and our society that we really kind of almost suppress the potential of people. And we, we're really designed, we are culturally designed to build a herd of sheep. We are not culturally designed to build um, a society of creative geniuses. And yet we're all born to be that way. And I think that you, you just kind of broke the mold and you decided that you were going to jump the fence and you weren't going to be the sheep. And your parents said, okay, well, let's just hopefully he doesn't leave the pasture entirely until he figures out how to make a living, which you did. And, and you know what the interesting thing was, and I think this is the one way that, um, you know, I don't know if you're a parent or, or, or this may be something that, you know, people are thinking about. But the thing that I always told my parents was I have something to fall back on. So I went to a vocational high school. So not only did I do websites, I also knew how to weld and I also did martial arts. So I was like, guys, if I drop out, like I already have my, my fallbacks, it's okay. You know, and that, that was something that I think allowed them to also be more comfortable with that. And, you know, gave me the ability also personally to be able to take more risk because I knew that I wasn't going to, you know, be on the streets if it didn't work out. Right. No, that's great. So, so you, uh, you basically bludgeon your way into brain FM and you work <laughs> for free and, and because of an experience, right? I think again, the, the things that we, we tend to really love and lean into in life are things that we experience firsthand and then we become mm-hmm. believers and then we become the greatest referral source on, on the planet for those services or products or, or, or relationships. In your case, you were so excited. You just decided to beat down the door until they gave you a job. They give you a job. Mm-hmm. And, and what was the, the first, so you experienced it, but you didn't probably really fully understand, I'm guessing, what you were actually experiencing initially. You just felt like, man, this is unlocking some stuff in me that is kind of hard to unlock. And there's something here. When did you start to get some of the aha around the science behind it? Yeah. So, um, I think at that point to kind of fully bring up to speed is I, I was uh, familiar with some kind of biohacking. Um, at that time I was doing lots of nootropics, which are 
basically different, you know, vitamins and all that stuff. And, um, I, I, I played with a lot of them and I had some limited success. And it was when I was using this, where I was like, whoa, this is, this is a whole nother level that nootropics can't give me. And it's also consistent, which is, you know, it's really hard to get unless you eat the same exact things. Um, so, you know, I, I started understanding that this is different. Um, before I even actually jumped in full time, I actually tried to break it. So I would stay up for 24 hours and use focus and it still worked. I would change my entire diet. It still worked. I'd try other music. It didn't work, you know? So I, I, I did, I guess, internal testing first. And then it wasn't until I met with, you know, the, the owners where I was like, explain this to me. Why is this so special? Um, and we can dig into the science right now, but basically, um, in a high level, it's, it's something that we've always known parts of this that affect humans. We haven't had the missing pieces, right? And just by, um, chance, uh, the founder of the company kind of stumbled onto the missing piece and was able to really investigate and then build out this, this complete system that, that is brain FM today and is the missing piece so we can unlock it. And it's, you know, it's our job to make it better, but it's also our job to spread it and to share this experience with people. Yeah. And this is, uh, I want everybody to know the stuff that this wasn't just some app that people created just for fun and they thought it sounded cool and, and it gave people a, a, a warm fuzzy when they listened to it. I mean, this is really built on science and everything that you guys have done has been tested. It's been proven. It's been validated and you're getting into all kinds of different spaces from patient outcomes in hospitals to high performance in athletes to workplace. Fo I mean, there's so many different areas that this thing helps unlock. So help, help the audience understand a little bit about the basics of some of the science behind it. And then what, what, what was the secret key there? What was the unlock? What did, what was discovered to put it all together? Yeah. So, um, there's a few different things that are going on. So you, when we listen to music or when we are in the world in general, um, we have different patterns inside of our brain, right? So you might've heard of like Delta waves, beta waves, theta, all of that. Right. And it's basically the way your brain is communicating itself. Right. And you can kind of think of that as a brain pattern. Right. Now, the really interesting thing about the brain and how we've evolved, right, is to create homeostasis in the brain, but it's, it's, it's to reflect um, a pattern in the brain based on the environment that we're in. Right. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, you feel relaxed when you're at a beach and on vacation. It's because you're not in a very stressful environment, right? You hear the sounds of the waves and things like that. And what's happening in a neuro neurobiology standpoint is your brain is actually, the blood flow of your brain is reacting in real time to the stimulus that are around you, right? So part of it is just like surrounding yourself in relaxing situations if you want to be relaxed, right? But that's not only it, because what happens is we have, again, this, this homeostasis, we, we're always trying to regulate, right? And um, our, our whole body is designed to kind of um, reach baseline always, right? The, the really interesting thing about Brain FM is that what we're doing is we're doing that where we're making music that sounds, uh, you know, a certain way that has a genre, has a certain energy associated with that. And the other part that's the, the, the patented part and the thing that we're, we're, we've been exploring is, is really doing the electrical part of that, right? 
So in, in the music that we're, we're creating, we're actually putting in certain kinds of brain patterns that we know through fMRI and EEG and, and countless uh, studies that um, reflect certain brain states, right? And through amplitude modulation, which we're turning on and off certain frequencies, right? We're able to actually mirror that pattern in the brain and then stay in that pattern. So what's happening in your brain is you're listening to music and in the bass frequency, we're not adjusting the frequency like other kinds of services do. We're actually uh, putting a pattern into the frequency in different kinds of um, almost like uh, beats, right? And what's happening is when your brain listens to that, it decodes into electrical impulse in your brain. And what will happen is a process called entrainment actually spreads that effect throughout your brain reorganizes the blood flow in your brain and helps you actually go to a state that you would be in if you were focusing. Um, so what's, what's happening, and, and that may be a lot of stuff, but in broad terms, what's happening is we're not necessarily making you focus, right? You're already going to do that. But what we're doing is we're making it way easier to get into that focus state and then to stay there. And that's the real power in Brain FM is it's kind of like the training wheels, which allow you to get to the state that you want and then make it easier to stay there because that is your new homeostasis. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So when, when I'm in the app here, one of the interesting things I'd love for you to, to talk a little bit about is the difference between, so in the app, if when you guys all go down and get the app, we're going to give you a discount at the end. They got focus, relax, sleep, and meditate. So whatever state you're in and whatever environment you want to create. So what's the difference in the music creation and the, and the brain waves that are created or tapped into between those four kind of functional areas? Yeah. So that neural pattern that we talked about is, is going to be different. So what will happen is in focus, we're trying to have a, probably a faster, a faster rate, right? But not too fast because then you're distracted. Um, there's this thing called the uh, Yerksey-Dotson curve, which is basically a large curve. And on one side, you're bored. And on one side, you're overstimulated. And in the middle is actually focus. So what's happening is in a focus state, we actually have a higher, uh, faster frequency of higher, uh, faster amplitude modulation of like 14 to 16 hertz within a pattern inside of it. And when you're listening to that, it's helping your brain basically go up to that focus zone, as opposed to relax, which is about half of that, where the music is slower, but also that driving pattern is slower as well. And then if we compare that to sleep, it's even slower than that. And, you know, really easy way of thinking about it is, you know, when you're trying to sleep and your mind's moving a thousand, you know, hour minutes per, or thousand miles per hour, you can't go to sleep because you have all these things racing on your mind. And the best way to fall asleep is just to slow your brain down and then sleep will come. And that's what we're doing. So in the app, what we're, we're really enabling people to do is to recognize where they are and say, I want to get here. And then inside of focus and, and relax and meditation, we actually have different activities inside of that. So we define it even further. So you could go into focus and you say, I want to focus. And then you can actually ask, what kind of focus do you want? Are you looking to be creative, ideation? Are you looking to do deep work? And they all have slightly different patterns. Um, and when we match those patterns to the individual, 
we're able to give them that effect faster. And the effect actually works in as little as five minutes. Wow. That's pretty impressive. And so we're, are, is it really tying to the different brain gamma, like the, the delta, gamma, theta? Is it, is it really playing into that as well with this, as you mentioned earlier? Is that part of what's happening here? Or is it just kind of a combination of everything from the neurochemistry to the, the, the brain waves themselves to what, is that the basics behind this is kind of trying to find in that groove for your, your brain's natural state to be in that state of desire that you're desiring? Yes. So it's actually all the same kind of thing, right? So if your brain, if your blood flow is in a certain kind of uh, pattern, you'll have, you know, more theta versus beta or, you know, whatever it is, we can go through all of them if, if we're curious. Um, so that's like a measurement. So the, the, you know, if we look at the, the brain, if the brain from an EEG, we can actually look at the blood flow from an fMRI and they'll correlate. And what we're, ha- what we're doing is we know that, um, you know, if we're, you know, if we have a certain, e- a certain, you know, uh, let's say brain waves or a certain blood flow, then we have a certain pattern in the brain. So it's all part of it. And what we're doing is we're basically influencing the blood or excuse me, in, in influencing the pattern, which then influences these other kinds of things. And we know that because we're doing, um, we, you know, like we got uh, funding from the National Science Foundation to actually validate if we can be um, an effective treatment for ADHD individuals. Um, and through that, we're, we get, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to basically put people in scanners with brain FM versus music that sounds almost identical, but doesn't have that neural phase locking, those, those different patterns inside. And we can see there's a very large result. And the thing that we're actually working on right now is to now start tuning it on the individual during time of day or, you know, who they are as a person, because some people have higher ADHD tendencies than others. Some people maybe have more anxiety than others. And some people, like we talked about, they may just be having an off day. And what if we can start connecting this to wearables and different devices and we say, hey, Jeff, okay, Jeff wants to be creative today. Oh, his, his baseline is pretty low. Let's adjust it and dynamically change this pattern to make it customized for Jeff. And that's the, the exciting thing that we're starting to do now. So how does it work on uh, folks with, with ADHD? What's that? Is it more the focus piece? Because some ADHD, there's different variations of ADHD, right? There's the, mm-hmm. there's the squirrel ADHD, and then there's the hyper-focused ADHD, right? So how, how do you yep. know what to, what to play for that particular person? Yeah, so right now it's through questionnaires, and, and eventually it'll be through more integrated feedback through you know, devices and things like that. Um, but it actually kind of all comes back to this Yerksey Dotson curve that we talked about. So, you know, you have bored on one side, you have hyper distracted on the other, and you have like that premium peak focus in the middle. If we're just talking about focus and what happens with ADHD is they have a higher baseline of distractibility. So that pattern actually brings them down to baseline to, to the perfect focus where people without ADHD, it brings them up, right? Because their pattern or their neurochemistry is just having them operate at a higher at a higher function, a higher sensitivity. So we're we're able to kind of start defining that and moving it towards them. We know for people with ADHD that we actually can ramp that pattern much much faster. Where if we play that for individuals with without ADHD, it'll give them a headache um, because we're changing the blood flow and 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 you know all these other kinds of biochemistry. So in the app, you can actually 
select, I want high neural effect level or I want low neural effect level. And that's not on how focused you want to be. It's how, what is the intensity that you need to best perform. Um, and we're also studying people with autism and Alsper, uh, um, um, Asperger's and, and other kinds of neuro, neuro, neurodiversity kind of things to enable them to find what they need. Wow, that's, that's fascinating because we know there's a big part of that that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and can you envision a time? Well, let's say I'm a, I'm a 17-year-old who has to go take the ACT test uh, tomorrow. Is this something that you can do a couple exercises in brain.fm the morning of? And because you're not, you know, they don't let you listen to it while you're taking the test. Uh, can you do it? Does it kind of persist on long enough to go and actually take a four hour test by doing a little pre work with brain.fm? Yeah. So, so I, the answer is complicated um, because the effect itself works while you're using the platform. However, um, the more you use it, the better you are at controlling your states, right? And you could also use it before the test, right? So, you know, he could say, oh, I'm going, I'm going to school. I'm going to listen to this for 20 to 30 minutes. And there is a lasting effect. Um, but I would say that, like, the, the biggest thing for him would be then to use it while studying, to learn it for comprehension. Because then, you know, you're, you're blocking out all of these other kinds of um, psychological things. You know, um, we talked about this in the beginning, but... What's really interesting and what draws me to Brain FM the most is there's uh, the neurobiology, the, the neuroscience of it, but there's also the, the, the um, psychology of it, right? Because we are, live in this world today where we constantly feel like we have to be connected. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when I don't have my phone on me, I feel like I'm naked, right? Like I feel like I don't have something, right? And what's happening is when we're going through our day and our tasks, we have this almost like thing in the back of our mind that is reminding us, hey, check my phone or check whatever, right? And it's, it's this distract, distractibility. That comes from this, this threat, this danger that we've, we've been, um, you know, evolved to do. It's like always making sure I'm aware of my surroundings of threats, right? But now we don't live in that world you know, anymore. We're, we're evolved, but we still have that response. So what's happening is these rhythms in the music, they're actually suppressing or, or almost like entertaining that part of your brain because we have these shifting patterns. So, you know, it helps from a, a physiological standpoint, but it's also just stimulating enough where you're basically able to distract that part of your brain enough so you can stay intent with what you're doing. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more going on than just those patterns. Um, we, you know, we do a lot of, um, we have to make our music stimulating enough, but not too stimulating, right? We're trying to make your second favorite track rather than your first, right? Because we're trying to make the world's best background noise. And if you love the music too much, then you sing the music then you're like, oh yeah. So we're trying to find this, this thing of enjoyability, but not distractibility. Right. Um, and then we're doing all these other kinds of uh, audio acoustic techniques like 3D sound and moving things around you and things like that, which, again, is all enabled to get you to stay focused. So, you know, with, with your 17-year-old, I would say, you know, be practicing with this. And then it's kind of like, a, you know, the gym, right? The more you go to the gym, the stronger your brain gets at being able to focus or being able to get into that state. Um, and that, that would be the fact that he would have. That's great. Now, what do you see the future of here with Brain.fm? Do you see involvement in, in new technologies? You said wearables. Is there any VR, AR component to this thing down the road? Like, what, what do you got coming down the pipe? What's, 
what's next as you guys continue to evolve and innovate? Yeah, of course. So there's some things that I can say, and there's some things I can't because they're still in development of those things. Um, and and one of the things I think is special about Brain FM is that a lot of this stuff, you know, we patent. We we want to make sure that you know is done right um, and can be shared and and you know created. Um, so one of those things that I told you right now is is we're starting to integrate wearables, right? Like being able to look at your you know HRV or other kinds of things and estimate you know, where you're at and how, how can we change you? Because again, we are redirecting blood flow in your brain. So if we're doing that, it actually redirects blood flow throughout your entire body, which is very interesting. Um, we're, we're really focused on um, how do we, can we do optimization, like continual um, uh, optimization for a person, right? So that could be, um, you know, let's say you want to focus. It's how can we optimize you to have the best focus you've ever had on every single session. So, you know, personalization comes into play, custom music comes into play, um, you know, finding people like you that respond and, you know, doing that whole direction, which is really exciting. Um, And then the real word that we try to use for the company is enablement, right? Is enable people's best focus on demand, relax, sleep, but also quality of life comes to play. So you mentioned this before, but we're actually doing things in hospitals right now where we're helping people fall asleep before surgery in a more relaxed way. And we're helping them wake up from surgery, not only faster, but more coherently. And what's really cool about that is, I don't know if you've ever been under anesthesia. Um, it's kind of a traumatic thing. You're like, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. I'm scared. I'm nervous. And those actually can affect the results of the procedure or your recovery time, right? So it's really cool to be able to go into the clinics that we're going right now and giving them this music and then seeing them feel more relaxed and secure, but then also seeing once we turn this music on, and this can't be a placebo effect either because right. people are unconscious, right? And it wakes them up and they are alert and coherent and people are able to be discharged faster. Um, and I can't say the exact amount that people are discharged faster, but like, it's really like, it looks like we're injecting drugs in them. It's really interesting. So, you know, we're really, um, trying to figure out like, what is the true application of this technology? Um, and how can we help people across all, all, you know, the whole world? Um, and you know, the really cool thing about it as we are kind of, kind of edging into is that it doesn't matter, you know, your neurodiversity right? Because we're all human. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter how old you are. It just matters that you have a brain and that you're human and that all of our brains are evolved to to basically work and process the same way. And um, that's the thing that we get to go into with no drugs or any kinds of things just through the power of music. And um, yeah, that's where I see us moving into. Well, uh, you know, since I'm a diversion thinker, you mentioned you have to be human. Have you thought about getting into the pet market? Because I mean, there's billions there. <laughs> you know, I know you're, I know you're making a joke, but we get asked that all the time. Um, <laughs> my my dog has anxiety. Can we use Brain FM on him? <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I one of the things that we're we're investigating right now um, is uh, doing lullabies and and other forms of functional music that have existed for millennia. Um, so so you know the earliest form of functional music is uh, probably lullabies or war drums, right? And how can we start harnessing that in a positive way? So we probably before we go into dogs and cats, we'll most likely go into to kids, and we have a really 
some really interesting things that I can't share right now that we're developing. But imagine not only helping you focus in five minutes, but what if we could make any baby fall asleep in five minutes and then stay asleep until it's time for them to wake up in a way that actually helps them develop their brain faster or more or better than just white noise or whatever it is. Um, and there's some really interesting stuff that we're also exploring in that category. You tap that one. You're uh, you're 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 on your potential right now. Every every mom and dad in the planet who has a newborn just perked up that's listening, and that would yeah. that would uh, that would have instantly 10x your valuation as a company probably. <laughs> um, last couple of questions I have on it. Just I know there's a lot people that are into this. Will might think, well, this is, sounds like a lot like binaural beats or isochronic tones. Like what what is the difference mm-hmm. between what Brain.fm does compared to what? some people might've discovered on their own out there with some of those other services, if you will. Great question. So binaural beats and isochronic tones, if you haven't or aren't familiar with the term, is basically uh, this idea that was popularized in the 70s or 80s that when you play one hertz in one ear and one hertz in the other, what will happen is you'll have that entrainment effect that we talked about. And what happens is um, your, your, your brainstem will actually take those two hertz combine them together and make an amplitude modulation that we talked about in your brain. Now, the difference between brain FM and those binaural beats is actually that um, your brainstem is like part of our archaic brain, right? Like our, our, our reptilian brain. And it doesn't have as high as a resolution to affect the entrainment across your whole prefrontal cortex. So it's all coming from the back, goes to the front. What we're doing at Brain FM is we're actually pre-combining that amplitude modulation. So instead of making your brain do the work and then spreading it, we're actually doing this in the audio track before it even hits your ears, which allows us to directly entrain your prefrontal cortex. So that's why the effect works in five minutes. And um, it's not that binaural beats doesn't work. It's just that it's very fuzzy right? And there's mixed results on it. And what we've done is we basically take taken the idea of binaural beats and created all of the other kinds of tools to allow it to actually fully function. Um, so it's not that, so like, you know, I like to think of, it's like binaural beats was the Model T and we're the Ferrari of today. And, and now that's, that's the reason why we, we, we are able to see this in literature of science and, and all these things where if you look at brain scans of, of binaural beats and all these other things, it's not conclusive that it actually works every single time like brain FM does. Yeah. I wonder if, um, it sounds like you're serving the meal completely cooked, whereas binaural beats is the ingredients and the brain has to do the mixing and put it all together and determine whether or Correct. not it actually turns it into the, into the meal. And so maybe there's a lot of distortion that might happen in, in everyone's inconsistency and in their ability to, to take the ingredients and turn it into food, right? Where you're kind of saying, here's the food, just spread it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then what's interesting about binaural beats too, is if you have a hearing impairment in one of your ears, it won't work where you don't need that with brain FM. It works if you use even one earphone, right? So it's, okay. it's guaranteed to entrain obviously better with two. Um, but it's all of these other things that we're doing to basically you're right. Give the meal directly to the person and say, go eat it, enjoy it, you know, and, and that's the speed of it. And that's also the, the, the efficacy of it. And you recommend headphones or headset versus just listening to it in the open air, I assume in a room or does it work either way? 
it, it does work either way. It's more, it, it depends on what mental state you're doing. So with higher frequencies or, or higher amplitudes, I should say, um, for focus, if you're listening to for freeform speakers, it's going to be bouncing off all different things in the room and then it hits your ear. And, you know, these are going 18, 18 times a second, right? So it's very, very quickly um, where, uh, you know, sleep, which is maybe like four or six, that's okay. So you could, so it depends on your, your, your method. Um, you're going to have the best effects uh, for headphones. But for example, for me, I can't sleep with headphones. Um, and if you put this on like, you know, nice fidelity, like Bluetooth speakers, or even on your phone, you're still going to get the same effects. Um, but you're gonna have the best effects, uh, for focus and for relax. If you have headphones in. Gotcha. All right. Last question. So is the brain.fm logo, was it created off of someone taking a picture of you right now with your headphones on and turning it into a, a, a an icon? Cause it looks exactly like you with headphones on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It was not, it was not that logo was here beforehand. Um, we actually just went through a brand relaunch where we, we made the logo more modern. We took out the eyes and everything, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the full, full idea is like, you know, uh, if you look at the logo, it's just a, it's a guy with a smiley face. Right. And that's what we want. We're trying to like make someone, we're trying to spread positivity in the world. We're trying to help empower people. And I think it's just a great, you know, logo for us to kind of uh, share our mission. Um, even if you don't know what we're doing yet. You know, it was, it was funny. I was thinking you know, my, my unconscious brain is constantly putting thoughts in my head. I need to focus better. I should be, yeah. listen, I should be listening to it right now as I'm doing this interview. Because I was thinking to myself, yeah. if for those who are just listening and not watching, uh, you look like a young Joe Rogan. We need to get you on the Joe Rogan podcast talking to him about this is right up his alley. This stuff will be right up his alley. Yeah. So, Joe, if you're listening out there, you need to get Dan on your podcast to talk about this stuff because I'm sure it would help his audience tremendously, especially with a lot of the athletes he has on. So where can people find out more information? Obviously they're going to get a discount through the link on the landing page here, but uh, you want to go to, going to want to send them where brain.fm where else? Yeah. So you can go to brain FM. Um, you, you can go to brain FM uh, slash driving change. And that will, that will give off 20% off a subscription. Um, and that subscription is, is applicable for our website, our iOS or Android apps. Um, and you can use that on all of the platforms. Um, and then try, try it out. We, we also offer uh, three days free. Um, if someone wants to try, you know, with no risk, no credit card required, um, which can allow you to, to really give this a shot. And, um, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's, it's an experience driven product. So, you know, suspend disbelief, try it out. And, uh, I'd love to hear from you, um, either way on what your experience is. Yeah. Listening, I encourage you to, you know, don't just try it once, kind of give it a, give it a series of days and maybe weeks and just try it in a pattern. I'm convinced that part of my team that still uses it, they do it and they plug in their headphones and then they think that I won't interrupt their work now. Cause they're just, they're constantly getting it. I get the stop sign. They're in flow, right? They're trying to get in flow state. So that I think they're using it to keep me from actually interrupting their work, but no, that our team loves it. We've been using it. I encourage you to try it. If you really want to try to unlock your, your true human potential and whether it's something you're trying to do for, for athletics or for academics or just everyday life for work. Um, it's really interesting. It's really fascinating. And, and uh, even the, 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 the hard, most hardened skeptics on our team have found it to be really beneficial. So I encourage you out there in, in listener land to, to give it a shot. I think this is something that uh, could really where we're going with technology is right in our wheelhouse. We love this stuff. We know we're trying to unlock human potential in the brain. We know that's the path is in the brain. That's where all human potential resides. And, and kudos to you, Dan, for leaning into this mission that you're on now 
um, and doing something back to doing something to make a difference with your life. Like I'm, I'm glad they didn't actually pull the trigger. And then when they suck the gun in your yeah. face, cause I love what you're doing. And I think yeah. you're making a big difference out there. So thank you for being on and, and what you're doing out there. Yeah. I, I super appreciate that. And uh, it, it's so, so much fun to tell my story as well as share with the audience, um, you know, a tool. And uh, you know, if you know how to use the tool and use the tool, the best, the, the, the best way you can, um, I think we're always surprised with the results at the end. So yeah, this Absolutely. Is and we're just scratching the surface. We didn't even get into a third of what we could have got into today on this stuff. I just want to give the audience an introduction to it and to you and to the concepts. And maybe we'll have you back on again down the road and kind of do an update. Would that be okay? Yeah, let's do that. Or maybe I'll even have my uh, neuroscientist who's a dual PhD from Harvard and MIT that can blow our brains wide open. That would be That fun. would be awesome. We love that. We, you know, we've got neuroscientists on before and they're always... Uh, a good, a good interview. So that'd be great. Well, thanks again, Dan. And, and we'll, we'll be in touch very soon. Sounds great. Thanks. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.